Welcome, people. Joe Bellino here, filling in for my old friend Paul W. Smith. Two old buddies from Monroe, Michigan, Monroe Catholic Central grads. One of us is a famous radio star, and one of us is a recovering addict who's serving in the Senate. Guess who's here today? I'm so happy here to be at WGR. I, I woke up with this station for about 40 years as a kid, and I listened to Focus for a long time when I was a kid. And uh, I'm so happy to be here. And today, my first guest is the CEO of DTE Energy. Now, to put things straight, I live in Monroe, Michigan. I live in the county of Monroe. We have two of the biggest plants that produce power that turns our lights on right in my county. So I'm happy to have the CEO of DTE, Jerry Norcia here. How are you doing, Jerry? Good afternoon, Senator, and great to see you. It's great to see you. Oh, what a great day out. It's almost springtime, isn't it? I know. It's a little too warm for us. You know, we'd like to have the opportunity to bring more warmth and comfort to people's homes and businesses. No, 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 no. My bill was a little <laughs> higher last month because I ran my heat a lot. This month's going to be lower. I understand, so, Senator. Tell me about what's going on with your life. Besides being the CEO of DTE. You're also involved in the American Gas Association? That's right. Uh, just to give you a little bit of history on the American Gas Association and my time in the gas business in 1986, which is a long time ago, I started as a young engineer uh, in the gas business and uh, worked in a gas company for 16 years. And then I came to DTE in 2002, uh, where we have a large gas company as part of our business and uh, continued my work in the gas business and the electric business, of course, which is a big part of what we do. But the American Gas Association really advocates uh, for a large number of gas companies across the country, uh, both from a technical perspective to make, that th make sure that they can have safe and reliable service, mm -hmm. but also affordable service. And uh, also working with government and making sure that good policy um, to support uh, healthy infrastructure is, uh, is, is put forward and, and, uh, and pursued. And we're so lucky in Michigan to have a great geology where we can hold gas. Absolutely. You're able to buy gas when the price is down, store it and ship it out all over and well, use it. Yeah, like last uh, winter uh, we had, and even this winter, we have some of the lowest gas prices in the country just because we buy gas in the summertime when it's a, a little cheaper, and then we put it in storage, and we're blessed with geology in this state, just a tremendous amount of geology. We're sort of the warehouse district of natural gas in the country because we have so much of it, and we store gas not only for our own customers here in Michigan, but also for many customers across the Midwest. Yes, uh, our pipelines push that gas out all over the Midwest. You bet. So DTE, so... You're one of the biggest employers in the state. You pay a lot of taxes, one of the top taxpayers in the state for property tax. What else is going on for DT to, to improve our economy in Michigan? Well, there's a, there's a lot going on, uh, Joe. It's really uh, an important time in our industry, not just here in Michigan, but across the country where many utilities like ours are really um, rebuilding the way we produce power. Uh, so we're moving away from coal, but we're moving towards renewables, solar, batteries, but also natural gas. And, uh, you know, the American Nat Gas Association is a natural affiliation for us because of the amount of gas that we use for our customers to heat their homes. But about 40% of the power uh, in America is produced from natural gas. So it's a really, really important fuel source. It's a, a cleaner source of energy. And uh, so we're migrating towards um, cleaner and cleaner sources of energy using, you know, as I mentioned, wind, solar, nuclear, batteries, and natural gas. And then in addition to that, we're also investing heavily in the grid. Uh, to prepare it for the future. We've got a grid that's quite old. Was built, a lot of it was built in the early 1900s, and we're replacing thousands and thousands of miles of that over the next uh, you know, five years and, and 20 years. Um, you know, we're investing in utilities over the next five years. Our two utilities, the gas utility and, and the electric utility, about $25 billion. Very, very significant investments. It's just like our roads and our water structures. Uh, 
uh, our infrastructure gets old, it ages, it cracks, and you've got to keep doing maintenance on it. Absolutely. You know, in the last five years, we put about $5 billion into the into wires, poles, transformers, you know, to make it more resilient uh, and also make it available for increased demand as we see electric vehicles starting to emerge as a source of demand in our industry. And over the next five years, we'll put about $9 billion in the grid, almost double what we did the last five years to make it more resilient to what I would call weather attacks, you know, these big storms that used to come every 50 years now are, are coming every two or three years, and our grid's got to be able to take it. So what, what exactly is DT doing that's new to improve the grid and make it more solid? So several things. Uh, some, uh, we're doing more of the same in a real more fundamental way. So tree trimming, you know, seven or eight years ago, we accelerated tree trimming in a fundamental way. Uh, you know, we were uh, trim spending about $65 million a year on trimming trees. Now we're spending $200 million a year on trimming trees, and we're we surged that activity to get wires, get the trees a little further away from our wires. Yeah, so that was one big program. The other one is automation. You know, these southern states where they had these heavy storms hit them all the time, we've learned from them that they've automated the grid where they basically, if you have an outage, they can isolate it to a small section and restore the rest of the customers by rerouting power. So that's going to be a fundamental thing we do in the next five years. We already started that in the last couple of years, so we're ramping that activity up. And then lastly, uh, we're doing, you know, good old-fashioned maintenance, heavy maintenance on the equipment, replacing poles, replacing wires, replacing, you know, equipment that's on top of the poles, like transformers and insulators. It's, uh, it, it, these are all things that need to be done. And lastly, the oldest part of our grid, uh, you know, that was built in the early 1900s through the 1950s and 60s, it's still, a lot of it's still operating really well, but about a third of our grid is really old and needs to be replaced. And we're looking for creative ways to put it underground. So we put about five miles underground in uh, in Detroit last mm -hmm. year, and uh, we did it quickly. And now we're trying to make sure that it's economic. And we're going to try to put as much of that, new, all the stuff that we have to rebuild, we're going to try to put as much of it underground as we can. So you're following my friend Patty Poppy. She's burying we the are. lands in California. Well, we're burying to, Michigan. I talk to Patty all the time, and she's putting a lot of stuff underground there. And when the wind blows and it's underground, you don't have anything to worry about. You and our customers keep their power on. You mentioned tree trimming, and we know that's one of the number one problems. It is. In my home, I've lost power four times in 12 years, all caused by the same tree. Wow. Finally, my neighbor paid to have the tree cut down. It was not in our lot or his lot. It was somebody else's lot in the commercial lot. Oh, wow. He paid to have it cut down. Three years, no power out. Exactly. It's great. Uh, we have, uh, I've got thousands of stories like that for you where we go through and trim the trees and get the trees off the power lines or as far off the power lines mm -hmm. as possible. We love yeah. trees, by the way. We just don't like them around our power lines. And reliability goes way up when we, uh, when we trim those trees. You're not the only one that loves trees. In Monroe, we're trying to thin out our silver maples. They're all getting 60 to 100 years old, and they're all hollow in the middle. Right. They're falling left and right. And, and yet, even though we know they're going to fall, and they're old, and they're, they're past their useful age as being a nice tree, people don't want them cut down. And then well, they yell at you when the tree goes down and cuts power. Uh, absolutely. And uh, we, we understand that, you know, trees are a beautiful thing, right? They, they make your property look great. They're nice to look at. They're good for your health. Um, they're good for the environment. Great for the environment. So we're, yeah. we're planting thousands and thousands of tree, uh, trees every year. We've got a Greening of Detroit program right now where we're going to plant 75,000 trees over the next five years. That's wonderful. Uh, and your parents are still living, correct? My, my mom and dad are still living. I uh, just brought them to Florida. My dad, Luigi, is almost 90 years old. My Luigi. mom, my mom, Palmarina, she's um, she had just turned 80 in January. So That's God great. bless them. They're doing great. My parents are still living, too. It's wonderful. Thank you. What a blessing. Well, thank you. Thank Jerry you, Norcia, Senator. CEO of DTD Energy. And we'll be back in a couple minutes here after this commercial. Joe Bellino, we'll be back. back.